it, I'm ready to do it, I can't be afraid now Put me on the stage now, I'm ready to rage now I feel like an animal stuck in a cage and I'm ready to break out Howdy folks, Jamie Orton here and welcome to episode 6 of my 9 part series special that I'm kickstarting 2022 with. Over these 9 episodes, I'm going to be asking the same 9 questions to some of the top personal trainers, business owners, entrepreneurs and mindset coaches on the planet. And if you missed the previous episodes, make sure to head back to episode 1 and have a watch or listen to that first. These incredible human beings I'm interviewing have coached millions of people with their bodies, brains, and businesses. And some of these experts have built themselves multiple seven and nine figure businesses. Just on Instagram alone, they have a combined following of over 4.2 million followers and are some of the leading experts in their field. These experts are also going to be speaking this year at the International Fitness Summit in Lisbon, Portugal. And if you'd like to find out more, and most importantly, grab yourself a ticket to one of the most anticipated events of the year, head on over to internationalfitnesssummit.com. If this is your first time that you've tuned into my channel, please hit that subscribe button and make sure to get notifications because over the next few episodes, you're going to be hit with some absolute gems that are really going to help improve your life. The sixth question that I asked to the experts was, when you become stressed and overwhelmed, what things do you do to help reduce it down? Let's have a listen to what each of them said. Turn my phone off, shut my curtains, sometimes order Domino's, um, meditate. Meditation is my lifeline for everything. I meditate every morning, every night. And then if I feel stressed or overwhelmed in the moment, I will always meditate, even if it's two minutes of just breathing with a bit of music on or just in silence. Again, the key thing for me really is getting my phone away from me or putting it into airplane mode. Um, probably that. It used to be, I always used to be exercise or go for a walk, but I actually find that if I'm um, my adrenaline is, is rushing and my heart rate is high. I don't actually find the exercise helps it. I feel it compounds it. Meditation just brings me back. So it's, yeah, meditation is my thing. I first and foremost look at the situation because perception is everything. How do I perceive this situation to be? They're an asshole. That happened because of. And you... Um, the book, The Chimp Paradox. Steve, Professor Steve Peters talks about the helicopter analogy where he said, when you hit a situation, don't react emotionally. The only way to act with control is to get in your helicopter, go up in the air and look down on it. So in the moment, there where you are, stop and go, how am I perceiving that situation? Am I perceiving it to be a bad side to me? Can I see the opposing side of it? And all I try to do in a real challenging situation is not to ex understand that it's a, it's a challenging situation, but it's neither bad or good. It's got benefits, and I've got to choose what I'm going to do in the situation because I think that in doing that, I make a very balanced decision on what to do and what it meant as opposed to a reactive one that has the ability to impact somebody negatively, present me in a bad way, or... It, it uh, allows me to then carry through the rest of the day out of control. So in any challenging situation, I get myself backing into control by hovering above it, looking down on it, and trying to balance out my perspective on it, 
and then I can make a real balanced decision on what to do. Um, just being less reactive is probably the thing that I would say from that. Walking is probably my best tip for reducing stress. So it was something that I never really bothered to do until maybe about three or four years ago when I started to build a morning routine. And it was the first thing that I did, get up and go for a walk. And it always just made me feel more calm, more relaxed. All the thoughts that I used to have that were kind of anxious and neurotic when you wake up, you know, all of just the little worries that have kind of accumulated throughout the night, just used to sort of feel like they, they fell off me. And I was listening to Andrew Huberman from Stanford a couple of days ago, and he was talking about the downregulating of the amygdala when you go for a walk, when you do um, locomotion with passive gaze, so you've got your eyes open early in the morning, resetting your circadian rhythm, melatonin release, cortisol release. And I, I'd bro-scienced my way through it, but I'd managed to fall onto this strategy that works amazingly. And um, yeah, walking, man, like it, it really is. It's such a simple solution. 10-minute or 15-minute walk, first thing in the morning. And then if you can get one in after each meal, it's such a game changer. Plus, obviously, you need up. Stop and breathe, I think, is my first. And that's something that I've only kind of learned and implemented in the past couple of years through, um, like, I fell in love with yoga when I was over in Sydney and started doing my yoga teacher training and that kind of stuff. Whereas before, I think we, or I definitely had a tendency to try and throw things at it. So when I'm feeling overwhelmed, rather than just stop, breathe, and almost become aware of that feeling of overwhelm, you suddenly find yourself doing more things like, oh, I'm feeling overwhelmed, I need to plan my diary, or I'm feeling overwhelmed because I've got too many emails, I need to empty my emails, and you end up just kind of in this constant snowball of doing, doing, doing. So I think for me, just stopping, breathing, acknowledging that that feeling is there, and kind of almost like sitting in it for a little bit and feeling like really uncomfortable, similar to the cold showers and all that kind of stuff, just really like feeling it and being like, is this for me? Is this not for me? Am I overwhelmed? Why am I overwhelmed? What could it possibly be? Rather than trying to like, put a plaster on it, try, try and think more of the source of where it's come from. Oh, do you know, I'm not sure I've actually figured out the answer for this yet. Because again, it's been a pretty stressful 30 years. <laughs> uh, no, the last, uh, do you know what I think? So the last 18 months hasn't been as stressful because again, not been in office and, and doing the commuting and stuff as well. So certainly I think that lockdown won was although we got a lot on at work was actually quite a good time to sort of unwind and relax and, and, and take stock. Um, I guess now, yeah, probably I'm better at, uh, it sounds really simple, but just going out for a walk, getting some fresh air and actually sleeping on something. It's amazing, isn't it? Something that's an absolute, something that's really shit at 10 o'clock at night just isn't as bad at eight o'clock the next morning. I don't know why, if anyone knows the answer to that, but um, yeah, you know, and, and trying to reflect on the good stuff. There's loads and loads of good stuff. It's very easy to get, hung up on, on one negative thing. So I guess, you know, thinking of the positives and reflect on it overnight, go for a walk or something like that, not do weights. I find weights, if I'm stressed, is actually worse. I pick up injuries. It gets me all sort of tense and... Yeah, yeah. You do angry training, which isn't sort of, isn't right. Um, I actually find as well, going flying is quite a good sort of stress reliever because it's quite stressful doing it and the planning of it because you want to get somewhere safely. But actually when you land, I always feel amazing. So yeah, I'm not dead. I don't know how I'm going to answer this, but I'm not going to ponder on purpose because I want people to see that I don't know. Um, I get so stressed and overwhelmed that I, I don't know what to do sometimes. I don't know how to, how to handle that. And I don't think I've got any good advice for people because I don't even know the answer, f um, uh, the answer for myself, I don't think. 
um, sometimes cry, sometimes go to bed because I can't deal with the world, sometimes call a friend, sometimes send a message to someone I haven't spoken to in a while and just see how people are. I don't know. I don't have any advice for that. Things get hard sometimes, and sometimes there are no solutions, I don't think. If there are solutions, I don't know. Maybe someone else on this podcast can tell me. I actually stole this one from Paul Moore. It's from when we, I had him on my podcast, and it was the Happy Buffet. So in the back of my diary, I've got a list of things that I can do immediately that will change the way that I feel. And I use it when I'm stressed or anxious or something shit has happened in my life. Not things like go on holiday or whatever, or whatever, because it needs to be within my control within that time. So I've got a list of things in the back of my diary of things I can do immediately, like go and play FIFA or uh, go for a quick walk or a jog or eat something. Or one of the ones I was doing all through lockdown was your little micro scooters, not even like the electric ones, the proper shit ones I had to pedal myself. <laughs> I, I bought one of them and I just used to put my headphones in. And for 20 minutes around Manchester, I just go out on my scooter. I come back and feel amazing. Because there's there's nothing else I was thinking about at that time. There's nothing else I was doing. I couldn't be on my phone because I was holding on to the handlebars. And I just felt anything I can do where it makes me feel like a kid again. A point in my life where I had no stress, had no work, had no job, wasn't asked about what it looked like. Any kind of activity I can do around that, which is why I watch a lot of Disney as well, I'm all about. So having those things in the back of my diary were are really impactful because I can just flick through it and go, okay, I'll choose that one. And I'll, I can change the way that I feel. Oh, the one classic, go out on a walk, listen to a podcast. And it's never a specific podcast. It can literally be anything. I don't listen to my own because I don't like listening to my own voice. But I'll go out, I'll listen to podcasts, love popping Joe Rogan on, listening to some of his guests and just and not think about anything else. Phone on aeroplane mode because I have all my podcasts downloaded. So nobody can kind of contact me or or I don't have the draw to go on social media. I think when you work on social media, the last thing you want to do when you're feeling a bit stressed or overwhelmed is go back on it and have a scroll. It's just not necessary. And I sometimes get in the habit of going back on it. So if I pop an airplane mode and I'm out the house, I instantly feel relief. I get stressed and overwhelmed when I try to do too much at once. And one of the main things that I do is I always look at taking time out. I always make sure in my day that I've got a, an hour block or even a two hour block or as long as I need to actually just sit and think as an entrepreneur, as somebody that's helping a lot of people, my role is to actually think my way out of problems. And if I don't have that space to think about solving problems, I can never solve them. So giving yourself permission, giving yourself time and ultimately realizing the benefit of taking time out to sit, sit still with your thoughts, run thought experiments. What would happen if, what would happen when, what does that scenario look like? What would I do with that? What are the downsides? And making decisions when you start running out of opportunities essentially is a very, very great way for me to certainly tackle things. And sometimes when I'm overwhelmed or I'm stressed out, I'll just sit in it and go, what is this teaching me? What is this telling me? Uh, and I'll get clear on it. It's, they're very easy answers that come to you straight away. I'm not good enough at, I need to develop a skill, I need to connect with, I don't understand how, I need to ask for help. That's essentially what you need to do. Don't sit and wallow in it. Sit in it, look at the lesson, and then lean in and utilize whatever you can from it. I take a nap. <laughs> Seriously, a lot of times, um, one, you know, having Ryan, I've been doing my own business for almost 10 years now, and 
even though I've, I've done well, uh, I still find myself, you know, a lot of times getting very like emotionally involved when this or that happens. Um, so I do get very worked up about certain things, but oftentimes if I just sleep it off or like take a nap, it's just a matter of like coming back with a different perspective or maybe give it a bit of time. And a week later, I'm like, you know what? I'm glad I made the decision or I'm glad it happened that way. Um, so that's probably the biggest thing for me. <laughs> I think uh, I think stress and overwhelm has definitely become much more of a something that's present in my life over the last 18 months, two years, and I think it's probably very, very true for a lot of people out there. Um, I I personally talk to my nearest and dearest about it, my friends, my family. Um, I've really found that bottling up that anxiety and that level of sort of uncertainty around certain issues doesn't make the, the situation better and certainly even just talking about it often you know they say a problem shared is a problem halved so just getting someone else's perspective on it even if they don't offer a solution even if it's just to listen so I always find talking to people whose opinion you value and, and who you feel safe to talk to and who don't necessarily offer judgment because a lot of the time talking can make you feel very vulnerable and there's something very very powerful in that state of vulnerability so I think if overwhelm and anxiety become an issue a, a really good way to regain power of that situation is to is to share and is to to talk and allow yourself to be vulnerable and allow yourself to exist in an anxious state because these things are nearly always temporary and I think having that sort of step back approach and allowing yourself to that it's okay to feel that way and that it will pass is is a very very powerful thing music I find is is a huge mood changer for me. I think it sparks nostalgia sometimes. So if you've got certain tracks that were quite poignant at certain times in your life, especially happy moments, you can listen to that and it has the ability to totally transform your mood. Uh, I like going for walks. I mentioned that already. Listen to audiobooks, a little bit of escapism in just getting out of the house, doing something different. I'm a big fan of journaling as well. Um, being in tune with those inner emotions sometimes isn't something I've been super good at early in my early 20s especially something I've definitely seen the value in as I've got older it doesn't need to be coherent it doesn't need to make sense to anyone else just brain vomit that makes sense to me sometimes hugely helpful try and take a step back and write down what I'm actually stressed about because I think quite a lot of the time stress is just you have so much on your plate you're a bit overwhelmed rather than actually the things that are the things that you're stressing about individually aren't stressful but it's just because there's so many things on the plate at once so I try and like take a step back sit down we'll kind of usually not touch any like technology for like an hour and just like write with a pen and paper the things I have to do how I can make it easier or if it's stressing me out or if I can give one of the jobs to someone else to do or say if it's like a social situation you're like oh I've got these four things to do but I don't really want to do any of them I'll literally just not go now so <laughs> it's more of a like stress management thing if I've got too many things on my plate I'll try and get rid of the things that aren't important and then kind of like list manage it so the most important things I'm like well I need to do that but the things at the bottom I'm like well they can just I'll do it another day or I just won't do it uh friends and family uh friends and family always uh they make me feel great you go there and uh people give you shit they absolutely destroy you with banter and you can see it comes from love, uh, being around my mum and my dad, uh, which is why I love being in London. I like being close to them. And any success I have, I like sharing with them. And it's nice to talk to people when you know there's going to be zero judgment. Because 
I feel like it's coming to a place now and I can see it happening in the next five years. Like I want to achieve a lot of things. And I know that they're always going to be the realest people around me and I love spending time with them. That's what makes me happy. Friends and family, close circle friends and family. Yeah. I'm really bad for that. So if I have like a time deadline, that's normally the thing that, that gets me with what I'm doing. Um, I need to work on that massively. But I think what I tend to do, the mistake that I used to make was if I get like two or three emails in of stuff that needs done, I would immediately start it then instead of organizing, using a calendar to say, right, I'm already busy doing this. I've got to do X, Y, and Z as well. Let's just set it out and organize time. And uh, that's something that I've kind of changed since New Year probably more time with uh, COVID and stuff like that, so it's helped. But previously, um, I would be immediately, but I'd had this weird thing where I thought if I didn't do it immediately, I would forget to do it, which is stupid, because <laughs> it would be written down somewhere. But actually kind of segmenting time, um, allocating time, rather, for different pieces of work has been pretty helpful for me to kind of relax. And uh, I would also have, I used to get, like if I was just chilling, Watching TV, I'd feel guilty for not doing work. You've maybe had that as well. Cry, scream, fight. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> okay, that's why I used to do that. That was the old me. Okay, so the new me, I tend to take some time to myself um, and I write down a lot as well. So over the last few years, I've um, taken time to really understand myself because I never used to. And I like to lean into what I feel now. So if there's something that I feel, if I'm stressed, I wanna know why. Why do I feel stressed about this situation? And can I change that? Um, and the two questions I always ask myself is, what do I want out of this situation? And what do I need? Um, and I think for me now, I just have to take a step out of whatever it is that's upsetting me, whatever it is that feels overwhelming um, and understand why I feel the way I do about it. Is it because it's really important to me? Is it because it scares me? Is it because I have no control over it? Um, yeah, I think for me, it's very much about looking from the outside in and asking myself, why do you feel like this? How can we change it if we can at all? And what do we want the outcome to be? And it makes it a lot easier for me to then think, right, okay, task orientated. And that's exactly what I am. My parents are military, do what you need to do, task orientated few things I like to listen to weird music um, usually I, I will automatically listen to music from like music that I would listen to in my childhood um, so just music that reminds me of like times when things were super comfortable and easy <laughs> they're not like always super comfortable and easy but just you know a reminder of getting back to basics into what life is about and you know the fact that what is happening now is a world away of what was happening at a different time. Um, and tomorrow, the next day, in a month or in a year, what's happening now is going to feel a world away from what's happening at that time too. So just kind of remembering that the world is bigger than this moment. I, I know it sounds a bit cheesy to say that, but I think that stuff like that helps me put things in perspective. Um, so music, talking to people, um, I, I'm a big open whinger when it become, when it comes to things, as you will know. Um, so if something is on my mind, I like to just talk about it. Um, even if there's not really a solution to it, just kind of thrashing it out with somebody 
problem shared is a problem halved and all that. And uh, I find that that helps. That helps work through it. Um, and just, yeah, and I, 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 I've yet to really like explore and to delve into where this comes from, but I, I notice it like if I have, if I'm having a stressful time at work or particularly over things with the pandemic, I automatically revert to real like lowest common denominator entertainment. So I will, I automatically stop watching like the intense, interesting, like cerebral crime thrillers that I might normally enjoy watching and I'm watching reality TV and I'm watching like trashy comedies and things like that. Um, and I mean, I'm sure that what is behind it is that you're spending a significant amount of your time feeling quite intense. And so you just want to be distracted from that intensity rather than, you know, watching something else that is, is also intense. But it, I, I go really sort of down to basics. Um, and that was the joke that I was making when I was talking about um, the book that changed my life was that at, when the coronavirus pandemic was at its peak, I found myself listening to the Jessica Simpson autobiography on Audible because in my mind, that was the opposite of coronavirus. How, how, how far away can I get from COVID, Jessica Simpson? And funnily enough, just listening to kind of this, just someone talking about a life story um, was just very distracting for me. And it was it was something that, that I found oddly comforting, but I didn't really know why. Used to be exercise, any emotion, angry, stressed, whatever, just exercise. When I hurt my back, that was obviously like taken away from me. And actually was in some ways like a bit of a silver lining on the whole situation, which was awful, but such a good thing that came out of it because I had to find other ways to cope with things. So now I journal a lot. Now I like I've been to therapy. I just have a lot more tools and I'm able to just sit with that emotion as well and be like, okay, well, this is the way I feel. I am a bit stressed. What am I going to do about it? I don't think I feel stressed very often and I don't think I see it so much as a negative. Like normally if I'm stressed, it's like, oh God, I've got a lot to do. One, I always get it done, always. And I always remember that I always get it done. And then like secondly, like normally it's a good thing, right? You're stressed because you've got a load of clients you need to get programs done for. I'm like, what an amazing position to be in. Like years ago, I would have wished to have this many clients. So normally you can turn around your stress and I speak to clients about this all the time. Like, oh, you know, I've got the kids doing this. And I've got this going on. I've got a really busy life and I've got this job. And then I'm going to a wedding and I'm like, you have a full life. Like all of those things are blessings. Like you want me to take all of your stress away because you'll have nothing left. And then it sort of reframes it into, okay, actually, like we see stress as a negative and it can be in extreme situations, but most of the time you can take a step back and be like, okay, I'm stressed because I have kids that I love that I want to take care of. I have, I'm stressed because I actually care about my job. I'm stressed because I've got friends who actually want me to go to their wedding and that means that I need to do these things before I go on the weekend. Like they're all positives. Talk to Luke. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah I, I talk to people around me Lucy Lord's one of them main one she's probably the first person I go to she's very good at dismantling anxieties because she spends her whole life doing it and that sounds bad but you know some people have different levels of anxiety than others and it's always good to go to an expert and they say that like a problem spoken about is a problem halved I, I could have butchered that uh, but yeah communicating it with people Straight away, if, if I call someone, they know there's something up. I very rarely get this anymore, 
because I, I, I learned from a guy that I've been coaching with the last couple of years. He's like, all stress comes from unmet expectations. So I'm like, well, I just lower my expectations of a lot of things. I don't have any shoulds and shouldn'ts. I don't, in fact, obviously, you know, I've worked with Byron Katie stuff for like seven years now. And I was reading a fiction book while I was in Ibiza. And it was this series called Orphan X. It's really cool. It's like Jason Bourne kind of shit. And there was a line in it. In fact, it's got loads of Jordan Peters and stuff. And there was a line in it that said, don't never pick a fight with reality. Like, and that's that's like a more masculine way, a more masculine touch on, on Byron Katie stuff. But um, yeah, I very rarely get stressed or over. But when I do, the last time was probably two weeks ago when I got back from Ibiza, phone free, which means loads of emails, loads of messages. Actually, not as many as you think. Like, I'm like, oh, maybe I'm... You, you come home and you're like, oh, I must have so many messages. And I'm like, oh, maybe I'm not as popular as I thought I was. <laughs> or one of my teams handled them. And then I got back my assistant who basically manages me. It's, the, it's not the other way around. I don't tell her what I do. She's like, why have you booked that and you schedule this guy's... She's great. And she's off for two weeks. And then Max has him for a holiday. And then while I was with the apprentice, handed his notice in. So there was a... It did come knocking a little bit. And then I just have these strategies. I'm like, I think... Overwhelm comes from like this feeling of scarcity. There's not enough time. There's not enough people. There's not enough resources. There's not enough opportunity. There's not enough, uh, I haven't got enough energy. I'm not knowledgeable enough. So for me, I'm gonna go real simple when I get overwhelmed. I make a fucking list, really simple. I can't be overwhelmed by a list. Like how can you be, the, the overwhelm's like a physical thing, isn't it? If you ever rolled jujitsu with James, you'll know what fucking overwhelm feels like, right? When he's fucking got that big head in your foot, under your chin. Um, that's overwhelm. So I just make a list and then I just grade everything one to 10. What are the priorities here? And from that book we mentioned before, I'm like, well, everything can't be a priority. So, and then who can do this? Who can do that? Is that a, I have this thing where I think we get overwhelmed when we create these false timelines. Like, most of our things aren't deadlines, they're just preferences. Do you know what I mean? So I just, I have all these strategies that I use, but I suppose the easiest one is just, I get it all written down, scale out on one to 10. And then I ask, there's, a, there's a, a guy that I worked with for about four years called Dan Sullivan. And he has this thing where he's like, instead of asking what, ask who. So I'm always like that. Like, I'm always asking who can help me do this. You know what, I'll message you if I want something, if I need some info on something. As soon as I book this live, as soon as Luke booked this Newcastle Theatre Royale for me, and then... Um, I was like, fucking hell, this is a show. This is not This is not me sitting down, people taking notes and pen. This is a fucking theater. People are going to be pissed. I'm probably going to get heckled. So actually, straight away, I thought, not what am I going to do? Who am I going to hire? Who am I going to work with that can help me do this? So I hired a fucking magician. Yeah, this magician guy. But So I suppose, to answer your question, I ask who? which is quite powerful. Who can help me? Who do I need to align myself with? Who do I know that could help me? If not, who can I find that? And this is not about money, I don't think. Because we all have people in our network who we just usually scared to ask. You know what I mean? We don't like asking for favors. None of you people can tell me to stop. My town, my crown. We know what it takes to be reaching the top. We're reaching the top. We're reaching the top.